Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. This is another journal episode. Uh, and today I'm going to talk about the spiritual path, the preparation for death. What does that mean in the, uh, in the sense of letting people go? Um, turn my blinker on off because I feel like I'm going to be sitting here a minute. Um, so... <clears throat> Oh, before that, uh, the infinite spark of being.com Patreon is there. Venmo is there. T-shirts, books, all that good stuff. Um, if you have questions or comments, you can always email. You can always, always reach out. Can't promise you to always be what you want to hear. Uh, but I do promise you, I'll always be honest with you. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, the spiritual path as preparation for death. And I say that because what it's doing is you're learning to let things go. You're learning to, and, and I was writing about this in the new book and, you know, the, it's this, um, you know, at first you have certain ideas, like maybe previous closely held religious beliefs, which is what I had. And so it's the process of letting that go, um, there is the process of uh, letting certain political opinions go because there were certain political beliefs that I had that didn't necessarily jive with what, um, well, let's say political points of view that were now jiving with what I felt was right. Um, and then eventually politics became just this kind of unimportant. And I know every time I say that, somebody wants to throw Ram Dass in my face. But, you know, Ram Dass is a person, too, or was a person that is entitled to his opinion as well. Uh, but for me, it didn't hold um, my attention the way it used to. It didn't seem as vitally important as it used to. And you can say a lot of wonderful things to me about that. Um, being sarcastic. But that's just my experience. Right? I'm not saying that my experience is the right one or the one that everybody should have. That was just what happened with me. And when I brought that up to my teacher, he said, that's because you got a higher taste. Um, meaning that you got a taste of the truth or a taste of something more beautiful, um, something more uh, special. And I believe that. Um, you know, letting go of the idea that there's one way to govern people and that everybody, there's a one-size-fits-all thing. It's kind of like learning. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Um, it's funny because one of the, the questions on a personality test will always be like, do you believe that rules apply to you the way they apply to other people? And I will always and forever answer, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I don't believe that all the rules should apply to me because I don't believe that I need all the rules that other people need. Some people need more rules because they don't know how to take care of themselves. They need to be told that it's not right to steal and kill, right? Um, anyway, I digress. Digressing early. But uh, what eventually we get to is, um, in, when I was writing where, where I ended up, was we get to this idea that we have to kind of, um, it's, it's not that we turn our backs on people. I don't want it to seem that way. And, and I believe that I put this, uh, pretty well in, in the book, but when, when we start to improve, uh, let's say we start to tend to, I don't want to say improve cause it's very subjective, but 
we begin tending to our mental health. We begin tending to our spiritual health. We begin tending to our, uh, our uh, physical health even. Right? That's one that really gets people. People really start to get sideways with that one. When we start to do it, these things kind of become an indictment on other people's behavior. Uh, I see this a lot in my work when I deal with people with addiction. Um, their sobriety becomes an indictment on other people's lack of. Maybe there's somebody who always wondered whether or not they were, you know, they had a problem or not. And then they look at you and you go get clean and sober and they're like, well, what the fuck, you know? Um, or it's, it, they start to take it personally, right? Um, same thing happens spiritually. You begin to, uh, you know, um, care about things. You begin reading things, yoga, meditation, whatever it is. And some of you have encountered this and everybody just kind of busts your balls about it. Um, I remember, uh, you know, when I first met Lama Losan, I had a friend that used to call him, uh, Shaman Dave or something like, I don't know what the fuck he said, but, um, and you know, I have a good sense of humor, so I just kind of laughed it off, but, um, it's that kind of thing. But the physical health one was the most fascinating one of all to me that, you know, I noticed that as, you know, like the, the, the accusation that fitness culture is, is racist and misogynistic. Um, I love blanket statements like that, you know. It's almost as if you're saying that this group of people is all the same and that they have no individuality, you know, like, um, like they should be stopped, persecuted. I don't know, just saying. Um, but I don't, you know, I just, I take care of myself because I like the way my life works when I'm physically well. I think that, you know, but, but what I noticed in a relationship that I was in in the past, when I became healthier, she found it almost offensive. Um, and I never tried to encourage them to do anything. Like I was like, oh, go for a run with me. Go to the gym. No, I don't do what you do. I'm just wanting to, you know, take care of a few things. That's all, you know, and my, my mental health improved dramatically. It was, it was great. But it's not that we turn our backs on these people for not having the same interests or whatever. It's the fact that, look, when I talk about everyone going up the same mountain, right? Everyone goes up the same mountain. Uh, there's a lot of paths up that mountain. You can take a lot of different vehicles up that mountain. And whether anyone likes it or not, they're going up the mountain. Maybe not now, maybe later. Now, that's just a belief. I don't know it to be objectively true. I don't even know if I believe in objective truth, but I, I choose to kind of see it that way. And, you know, um, let's say we're going on a hike and I say, Hey, let's go on this hike. It's 9,000 feet da, 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 and it's, it's however many miles. And you say, yeah, I want to go. Let's do that. I'm like, great. I'd love to have you along now. I mentioned going on this hike because I want to finish it. I want to get to the top of the hike, right? And so or the end of it or whatever. And, you know, your intention as well is to do that. Or maybe it's not. Maybe you just, you don't think that far ahead and you just want to go. Well, we start hiking and you're having trouble keeping up. 
you're not as fit maybe as me. You're not as spiritually fit maybe. You have other things that you need to work on so that you can become fit enough to do this thing. Now, do I delay my progress up the mountain for you? Or do I just keep going? You know, it's not like I, I keep going out of spite. It's just that I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm living this kind of life and I'm doing these kinds of things. I, it's not to hurt you. It's just this is what I'm doing. Right? Um, and again, it's, it's hard for others. I think that, you know... Um, the mind and well, all of nature, right? All natural systems, they just want to survive and thrive. And the mind and the body also want to survive and thrive. They're part of that natural system. So it's only, it, it makes sense that they want that too, right? The mind and the body want to survive and thrive. And I think the subconscious, the larger self, the big self wants that. But the scared small self almost thwarts it at times. And that is very painful for the system. You know, because it's like the small self is delaying the work that the big self, Atman, truth, whatever, has to do. But the scared small self is delaying that work. It's delaying the progress, and that's painful. Right? It's hard. Um, I think about it, you know, um, a weird analogy that's popped up in my head. I don't know if this works, but, you know, sometimes we take clients paddling. Uh, and taking paddleboarding, and they are from somewhere with lakes and <laughs> I don't rivers. I don't. We take them on the ocean or or this area around this island, and there's wind a lot of the time, and you know the wind can be stiff and in your face, and it can be a rough go, um, and that's really why we take them because it is hard, and we want them to do hard shit, which is kind of our motto. <laughs> Troy and I's motto is do hard shit. And what's wild is I'm, I'm a pretty good paddler. I'm really good in wind. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I do it a lot. Paddle a lot. Uh, but, you know, you get someone who's not as good, like someone who's struggling in the wind. For me to go slowly and stay with them and, and that, it's almost like it makes it harder because you don't get up any momentum, you don't get the glide going, you're just kind of fucking around. <laughs> They're struggling really hard and you're just kind of like, okay, and you're going really slow and it's like harder than if I could just go, right? Um, it, it's physically more painful. I think that that's kind of you know, with a lot of our self-improvements kind of that way. It's really hard to get momentum and get a glide going when you're having to slow down and take care of everyone's feelings. Because for whatever reason, they're upset that you're improving yourself. That you're imp whether it's, again, physical, mental, or spiritual. You know, it's, it's hard for them. I get it. Um, I've been there. I've resented somebody for their improvement, you know? I've found excuses why I couldn't do it. Reasons, I believe they're reasons, they sound more like excuses. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't willing to sacrifice the things they were. I wasn't willing to move things around and 
make time for stuff, you know. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's real, you know. Um, I've always felt like a very solitary person, even in long term relationships. I've always felt very solitary, like I'm kind of just doing this thing. And that's been beneficial because I don't require so much support from, like, my partner. It's like, this is just what I do. You do what you do. I'm not with you because you're into shit like I'm into. I'm just, I'm with you because I like you, you know? So, it's something I've thought about, you know, the, um, the idea that... It's not that we cut people off, but we definitely outgrow them, you know. Um, somebody very close to me has been outgrowing certain people in her life, and um, she's having to, you know, come to terms with that in certain ways, and she's doing great with it. But I let her read the thing that I was working on for the book about it, and she, she felt it was pretty spot on, you know. So, you know, it, at times it can be frustrating when you're making these changes and, like, you got these old friends that aren't complying or, or recognizing it. Not necessarily complying, but um, that can be hard, you know. It's, um, you want their love and support, but I don't know if you're going to get it from everybody. Some people just aren't, you know, they're not going to give you that. That's okay. Um... Can you let go without resentment? You know, I've done that with people. It's like, look, I'm not going to harass you. I just need to move on. You know, I'm not going to try to change you. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends on some level, but, you know, I've got to kind of... Can't keep sandbagging my own progress because I'm worried about what you think of it. And I know what I'm saying. Uh, everyone's going to hear this very differently. I'm, I'm curious to, to hear back from you guys as far as like what this sounds like I'm saying anyway um, that's it for now I'm probably going to release this tonight, it's Friday, I meant to do this yesterday but I just, I don't know, I didn't have the juice uh, I've been kind of tired lately but um, anyway Support at theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. There's Patreon, there's Venmo, there's t-shirts, there's books, there's all that good stuff. Um, if you'd like to talk, we can talk. Um, yeah. But uh, that's it. I love you.